it's an interesting discussion for a Friday lunchtime. Um, the reason why we thought we would, this is one of the advantages of having teams that we can actually draw people into a conversation um, that maybe historically we wouldn't have been able to. Um, the particular subject is, if you like, what is the role of a business? Uh, we are a business that has a, a very clear purpose now, as you all know. So we, our aim is to make the world a better home through our particular expertise in light and sustainable construction and in other areas, mobility, um, uh, for example, within uh, HBS. Um, so we, we're aiming to do that and we're aiming to do that in a way that is responsible, helping to tackle some of the big changes around climate change, uh, the use of resources, uh, the challenges of living in uh, certain environments, cities and so on, and moving about effectively and, uh, and and to do so in a way that also helps your well-being. So that's what we're all about. Now, the question then becomes, well, what's the boundary in making that happen? And how much of a relationship do we have with um, wider society, the communities in which we operate? What's our responsibility towards them? Um, and for lots of years, as many of you will know, we, we've done kind of charity stuff, you know, We've done that with Macmillan, we've done it with um, hospices, we, we do it locally with you know, kids football teams and we've also had of late two particular partnerships um, who that are, that are particularly important to us and we have got um, guests today with us. We have Elizabeth McShane from Bernardo's and that's her Sunday name, she likes to be known as Biff actually. Um, and then we have Shanaz Chanaya. Shanaz, some of you may recognise, used to be with us within Sangoban, and she has uh, moved across to be this, the chief executive of Youth Build um, in the UK. And they'll tell you a little bit more about their uh, organisations and connections to us. And we also have Scott Cooper with us, because Scott, who will explain what he does if you don't know Scott, and the way that um, social value is becoming a more prominent feature of the work that Scott is involved in um, when he's working with his customers and explaining what Sangobank can offer them. So we'll, we'll, our guests will just introduce themselves and then the debate really, which we're really interested to hear, is in, that, in, in the context of the question, you know, what's the role of our business? Um, who should we support if indeed we should support communities? Who would you um, have ideas about um, the kinds of organisations, the types of causes that we ought to be associated with in your minds um, and, why, and why that might be? And of course, you can interact and ask questions of our guests uh, and or myself uh, and Richard as well, Richard Holderthay, and we'll do our best to answer them or we'll give you our opinions. And then the upshot of this is really to feed through into decisions that we will make about our relationships with um, third party organisations going forward. Is that OK? So. Biff, would you like to just introduce yourself and talk about your role in Bernardo's and maybe the work that we've been doing with yourselves around um, uh, gap homes and so on? Yes, certainly, Richard. And um, hello, everybody. I can only see nine people on my screen, so I know there's lots of other people there. Um, so hello, pleased to be here. I'm pleased to get the invite. Um, we've been working with Sangaban for a number of years now, um, Bernardo's, and um, principally on two issues, um, one gap homes and the other around employment um, and skills. And I'm going to focus on gap homes. Um, my role, I'm the UK head of gap homes, and it's a, a fabulous project, one of the most exciting things I've actually ever been involved in. And I've been in Bernardo's for nearly 30 years. So that'll give you some kind of indication um, of what I feel about it. And basically, um, Sangoban for us has been a fabulous partner because we are building homes, we're building new houses for young people who are very vulnerable and disadvantaged. And principally, those young people would be young people who'd been um, leaving local authority care. Some of you might be familiar with that. Um, typically, young people leaving care don't have networks or supports or families who are able to help them when they make that crucial move um, into independent living. 
And um, scarily, a lot of them find themselves making that move when they're around 16 or 17. So if you can cast your minds back, some of you might not be very far back for some of us. It's a long way back to when you were 16, 17. Um, you probably think, well, maybe you didn't have the skills that you needed to run your own home. And in addition to that, um, and this goes back to the, the first job I ever had in Bernardo's where I was working with young people who had left care. Um, typically, they would be offered accommodation by the local authority, um, which was not the best to be polite about it, um, which made the task of living independently was even greater. So I had experience of being in houses with young people, which was their final offer. They didn't take it, though they would have been deemed homeless. Um, and uh, with, you know, wallpaper peeling off the walls, no furniture, bare floorboards, curtains hanging from what was left of the curtain rail and insufficient heating. And I'm not exaggerating. I mean, they're really uh, deplorable um, situations. And what I learned was that um, all the support we could put in, and, and Bernardo's is expert at supporting young people, um, tailoring support to individual young people, that's our bread and butter. But all our support could unravel really, really quickly, as well as any progress a young person had made if they were given poor housing. So we, we've come up with this idea that we would build houses that were designed with young people and for young people. And we would use their experience to create a nice space that they could manage easily and could afford to live in. And it would be a transitional step um, just to enable them to move forward uh, into independent living. So typically up to two years. And San Goban, um, and, and many of you may have been involved in the fundraising um, over the number of last few years that funded the first two homes, um, which have now been um, running for two years now, and they're in Renfrewshire in Scotland. And I have to tell you that we, we were right to believe this was a good thing to do because the young people who've min moved into them, and number six young persons now, and have been doing exceptionally well. And I'll briefly tell you about the first young person who moved in, who was a young parent, who are um, very disadvantaged in the system. Um, and her, her baby son, before he was born, was in the Child Protection Register, which meant the chances of him being another statistic, another care leaver, were really high. Um, that didn't happen. He's now two years old and um, they're doing exceptionally well. They've moved into their own permanent tenancy. And uh, she recently came back to her staff to say, is there something she could contribute for other young people going through what she went through? So I don't know about you, but it just kind of makes me very proud to be part of Gap Homes. Um, and my final point on it is to say Gap Homes is really about inclusion. It's about equality and it's about diversity, because every time we design a house from scratch, we can meet the needs of young people whose needs are often ignored in the system and um, where one size absolutely does not fit all. Um, so that's another thing that uh, we're, we're just beginning to learn the impact to get homes. And Sangoban's been a partner with us, uh, along with a number of brands, um, notably Scott Frame and Juicen, um, from the very, very beginning. So that's been our journey. Um, so we are delighted to be working with you on it. Great, thanks, Biff. That that's really good. Um, I'm sure some people may be hearing about that for the first time, actually, which um, it's always a challenge to get messages across to everyone. But think about that. Think about some of the things that, that Biff has said, the impact of our expertise in terms of construction, uh, creating a great environment, a, a place for well-being, a place that is comfortable and secure, and that's helped to change the course of someone's life. That, and in some ways, it is the epitome of making the world a better home, if you will. Shanaz, would you like to introduce yourself and talk about your um, time with you, Bill? Absolutely. Thank you, Richard. Um, good afternoon, everybody. It's really such a pleasure to be here and to see so many familiar names on the screen. So really pleased to meet you all today. Um, so. Youth Build works with Sangoban in the UK and across the world, really. Um, and our goal is really to champion and work with the most marginalised young people 
um, to support them and prepare them for a career in the industry in construction. So what we're doing together is really taking the voice of the Sangoban customer, understanding what training uh, they require and what what skills gaps they face in order to deliver on the on their construction plans um, and and then really marrying that with young people that have been unemployed and that have been disadvantaged because of one reason or another, whether that is that they're a care leaver or whether they um, you know, suffer mental health challenges or have dropped out of school because they haven't had the right support around them, et cetera. And we really take, we really, we really see ourselves as the intersection between the two. So working with the young person with a very, very much an individual focus on their journey, you know, what barriers do they face and how do we help them overcome them? But equally, working very closely with Sangoban and Sangoban's customers to design training programs that industry requires so that young people are not just going through a training program for the sake of it. They're going through a training program that has a job outcome at the end, that that helps the industry meet the skills gap, uh, but most importantly, that completely transforms their lives and that of their communities. Um, so, so this is really, I mean, it's just such a great partnership because we're able to work with Sangoban's customers. We're able to help young people build better by embedding a lot of the thinking um, that is developed by by Sangoban. So we will we will have, um, you know, the likes of Alex Baines from Esova deliver sessions to our young people, really helping them connect with the climate change agenda as well. You know, so how do you build better? How do you appreciate um, the value of sustainability and climate change, because whilst we all say young people connect with this, our young people don't because they've got much bigger problems to think about. You know, they want to know they just want to survive. They want to get food on the table. So we, we come into a program thinking we're going to train them on the value of insulation, but actually they don't connect to climate change as a whole. So really working with with Sangoban to bring that to life in ways that make sense to them, but then to give them the skills to help them get jobs in a market that we know is so is required in order for our world to be what we want it to be in the future. So it's a great partnership in the sense that we know that by working with Sangoban, our young people are getting access to jobs, but also quality training um, and then embed, uh, you know, around that and youth build then provides the support for each individual to overcome their personal barriers. Um, another way in which we're working with Sangoban is through the Juice and Partnership Solution, where we've, we work with Juice and Partnership Solutions on a social enterprise called Youth Builders, um, which is really a fabulous initiative that employs youth build graduates that have not been placed into employment otherwise and uses, you know, uses the graduates alongside trained professionals to turn around void properties to give people that are homeless a new home. You know, so it's just a great place because we're able to really help a young person, regardless of their beginning, um, into the industry, whether they whether they're ready at the end of a program or not, because we've now attached the youth builders partnership to it, so that they're not dropped off at the end of the program. There's an option for them whilst they're still in a very supported environment. So you know, I think it's just it's just that's such a fabulous partnership. Our young people know Sangoban, they believe in Sangoban because Sangoban comes into our programs and cares. You know, and 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 Sangoban is seeing that life transformation in front of them. Um, if I could, I know I, I shouldn't take too much time, but I want to give you one story of a young person that has come through program because that's the best way to bring it to life. So if I talk about Billy, who, who joined our program, having dropped out of school or, or being excluded from school, to be fair, um, Billy came onto program with his hood over his head on day one, wouldn't look at anyone, wouldn't engage with anyone. And by the end of what we call mental toughness, which is our pre-selection process, Billy was Billy had made friends. Billy wanted to come in. He wanted to stay on and he graduated onto program. He completed a dry lining, um, dry lining and plastering um, course with us. And this was in our Thames Mead program, which is in partnership with Peabody as well. And Thames Mead is a 40 year regeneration project with tons of building work and young people in the area look at all this work and never even imagine they could work on site. Um, but Billy is now, you know, he's gone through program, 
during program, we actually took him with a whole group of young people to his old school where he was excluded. And we ran a session there with him leading it on for the 21 young people that were at risk of being excluded as well. And Billy led this and was just so grateful for the opportunity for his teachers to see him in a different light because he now had confidence, belief, and he had a skill. And Billy was offered a job before graduation and he's now working right across the site from the center on a Thamesmead regeneration project, which he's been seeing for many years um, and pops in regularly on his breaks to meet the young people that are in the center. So that's just one example of many that, you know, Sangoban has made an impact on. But more importantly, that Sangoban's customers are benefiting from great talent that come through the programs. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, Shinaz, very much. So. There's a, hopefully um, some really good descriptions there for all of us um, about the work that we've been doing over a period of time and the, the way we've targeted relationships with uh, Bernardo's and with Youth Build. And that's been deliberate to move us away from um, the work that we used to do and the fundraising that we used to do for still very, very worthy causes um, and other charities in the past. So if I just I'll just sort of pause and, and, and give people the opportunity either to express, a, um, ask any questions or express opinions because, you know, there are some people who might say, um, you know, I think we should be raising money for uh, cancer research, Richard. Um, that's a great thing to do, and it is. Um, the, the, the question is, do we see our work with third parties, civil society, such as Bernardo, such as Youth Build? Is that an opportunity for that to be an extension and an expression of Sangoban's purpose and strategy? In my opinion, I that's what I believe, and that's one of the reasons why I've pursued this policy, if you will. Or should it be actually, why don't we just have an impact in our communities, fund the local hospice, do something for the local school, etc. If you like, discuss. That's the gist of this. So. We've got a hand up, Jackie Trough. Yeah, hi, hi, Richard. Um, yeah, I'm not very outspoken with things like this normally, but th this, this, this whole so presentation so far is music to my ears. I think it's an absolutely wonderful thing to be involved in. Not only making the links to what we do, as Richard's just said, it's just it, it makes it become it, it, it lets our employees see reality I think and it just makes those links to society I mean I've, I find your presentations really moving and I don't know why that is but I feel it here so um, as far as I'm concerned I'm in <laughs> thank you that's it okay thanks Jackie they are moving stories they are it's not an exaggeration I don't think to say that some of the people that Shanaz and Biff have referred to when you hear um, on the news about knife crime it's those kinds of people yeah you know, it really is. And and yeah. it, and, it's, and, and the, the other thing is, as Shinaz rightly said, and, 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 you know, we also have the model where, and I know you're Martin's on, Martin Keogh from Ecofon, people have gone to work for Ecofon's customers and as they have in other areas. So there's a real uh, continuation of the benefit, I think. Mark, yeah, Kesley, you have your hand up, sir. Thank you. Yes, and actually, perfect segue, Richard. I, I seem to echo that sort of analysis. I, I'm not sure we necessarily have to do one or the other. So, you know, funnily enough, Juice and sponsor the local under 15s rugby club because that's where my son plays. So our logo's on the shorts. To the point about the local community engagement, that works really well. Half half of the dads are contractors, so that's all good. But what's interesting in this story is that. There are some lads in the team who have their own challenges, who've been temporarily excluded. We can join the dots here. So actually taking this story and some version of this story with the sponsorship package actually might just help and then feeds uh, an even greater local loyalty built off a national framework. So I think we can do both. Yeah, Mark, we may very well be able to. Martin, you were going to comment. Hi, yeah, thanks, uh, Richard. Yeah, I mean, just echoing what you said there, Mark, as well, that I think everything that's been said so far is is great. And I wonder, and this is just a, a, me sort of thinking aloud in some respects, that actually Sangaban can play more of a facilitative role 
Um, there's some really good work by a guy called Julian Abel, uh, who did mainly around healthcare, but he called it compassionate communities. And what he showed was it was a model where by getting the community involved in all different respects, they reduced healthcare admissions in Frome uh, by 15% when in Somerset they actually went up by 30% over a time period. Um, and we're thinking of that in mind, it's kind of like, well, yeah, there is really good stuff going on at what's been said before us now, but can Sangaban actually pull together lots of different things like the rugby club, you know, like the work that Bernardo's, like all that's doing and, and almost become the community for connecting them people together. And I think with that becomes even more strength because I believe that, you know, more and more we become segregated in, in community, whether that's age groups at schools, you know, the, the elder being not being connected to the young, and that's what they're shown in the sort of fruit model. And I kind of think, is there is some thinking down that sort of road? So it's not a it's not an answer or a suggestion, but it's just a bit of thought provoking. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Martin. I think um, the answer to that could be yes. Um, and it, I'm going to ask Scott to comment in, uh, now, because I think that what partly what you're describing and what this uh, discussion is about is how um, Sangoban can deliver value to a range of audiences, perhaps, and the way that and what constitutes that value can also be defined differently, perhaps, from what we've all you know, more traditionally thought about. And certainly, some of the work that Scott is doing is tuning into that and, and understanding the agenda that is being set by uh, local authorities, social uh, housing landlords, and so on. So. Scott, do you want to just comment for a few minutes on the work that you're doing with your team? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, well, there's probably a few things to say, actually. Um, I think there is a broader, so there's, there's a reason why we do it, and I'm probably going to commercialise things a little bit now, um, but there's, there's a reason why we do it, and it, it does lean towards a commercial benefit. Um, but I, I also think that there is a, you know, we, we exist in communities and we should play a positive part in those communities, have a positive impact. And I think that, you know, business, successful business relies on successful communities. So I think there's a, there's a, there's a bigger reason for doing this than probably what I'm going to talk through. And I know that's a very simplified way of, uh, of putting it, but I also think that businesses like Sangaban, uh, big businesses have the capability to help. So that's another reason why they should help. Uh, and there's a sense of if, if they don't help, who will? Um, but for us in JPS, so I, I, I look after JPS, which for those of you that don't know, is the brand within SGBD that looks after the public sector um, and more specifically social housing customers. So high on their radar is um, the, uh, particularly when choosing a supplier, uh, they really do consider how that supplier can add benefit to their communities because their, their job is not only to maintain the properties that they have under their control, but also to, to maintain the communities from a well-being perspective as well. Um, and there's, there's many, many things that have happened in recent years. So, so funding has become tighter. Um, the, the, the spectrum of work that these organisations have to do is, is larger. You've got fire safety after Grenfell, you've got um, more compliance work, you've got retrofit. So there's a big squeeze on funding. Um, and there's the, 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 um, the, the social issues in the communities appear to be increasing, particularly after the uh, events of the last couple of years. So what we're saying is more and more reliance from our customers um, asking us within a tender in particular when we're tendering for new business saying what can you not only do for us but what can you do for our community so we've had to take a very uh, very much an enhanced stance on this over the past couple of years um, there's legislation that's gone with it as well going back to the social value act which was i think 2012-2013 it, it was the first thing that signified that um, organizations could start to consider how much impact suppliers have on communities as part of the procurement process. That was taken a, a step further last year um, with, the, with the procurement green paper that said you have to consider 10% of every tender scoring on social value and impact on communities. So lots has changed. Um, and really for us, it's about how we take that 
um, and, and what we do with it. Now, it manifests in different ways amongst different organisations. Uh, some want money, some want uh, action, some want people, some want expertise. We've already spoken about that. Um, and some want to be led by us. Uh, and we're not experts in this and we don't profess to be. So our approach is very much big. We, we look at the customer, we look at the social issues that they're trying to deal with, and then we work with partners um, to help us address those social issues. And that's why we work in this, you know, as, um, that's why we're starting to work with BIF, but we work with many partners um, to help us address the social issues. And it's been really beneficial. Um, the feedback from a number of our customers over the past couple of years, and it isn't just about giving money, it's about uh, playing an active part in society as well. Um, it's been fantastic. And it's led to contracts being retained and contracts being won. Okay, thanks, Scott. It is very much, I mean, we're doing this on the basis of, if you like, is enlightened self-interest. We're not, we, we've never disguised that we want things for Sangoban from doing this kind of thing, whether that's the opportunity to open doors in the way that Scott has described, whether it's someone who goes through a training programme, works for someone else, as we know in construction, decides to work for themselves, recognises that Sangoban can be the person that can supply them and they shot with juice and for the rest of their commercial life. So there is, you know, th th there is hopefully things from uh, for us from this. Um, Robert, you've had your hand up very uh, and waited very patiently, so I'll just come to you now, if I may. Richard, thanks very much indeed. Um, I was fortunate enough to meet with Biff and our colleague Emma uh, as we hosted a visit to Scott Frame the other day, earlier this week. And, and two things struck me quite profoundly, really. One was the fact that um, the system itself that those kids have come from has an enormous drawback. And as soon as they leave the care scenario, the chances of them being able to cope on their own is less and less. And the system, unfortunately, more and more drags them in because they don't have the life skills to do that. And the project that we've done in Glasgow is such that they have assisted living they do have the opportunity to fend for themselves, but they do have support every step of the way. Therefore, it struck me that those kids' chances of breaking out of the system once and for all was far more enhanced with the support that that provides. So that was quite, quite. Uh, and the other thing that struck me is, whilst it might only be five, currently five houses, as Biff's thrown up, the programme in the UK is for 50, and that's 50 young people who have the opportunity to drag away from the system that keeps them there, sustain themselves and go on to become good citizens. And it was really quite quite stark to me that um, you were fighting gravity a lot of the time, Biff, against the system that you, you're part of. And uh, to help these kids go forward and, and grow, and these are the citizens of tomorrow who are given a better chance than most to break out the system. And it was quite, quite stark to me. Yeah, indeed, that is the uh, it, it, they are. It, it is a hugely positive initiative, and I think that you know, when the people use phrases like social value, I think that Gap Homes, as well as the work we're doing in with Youth Build, it does have real social value because it changes what where people go. It changes the destinations for them, if you will, because um, there's lots of other things we could do, which will make us feel good for. 15 minutes and then they do and then it has no longer legacy than that and the question for us is what you know how how do we how do we ensure that we we leave behind more um and we also gain something from it ourselves that, that's what we're considering um we had a question i think a couple of questions um hang on there's a very long question from gareth that's we will come back to that gareth um, what would they, how can I find the others? How do I get back up to them? Gareth's taken up all the room. Uh, I don't know. I can't reach it. Richard, what were the ones? There was a question. There was Just one, from, me Jack. Out, right? there was one yeah. from Jack. Um, I think the first question. So he's asking about um, whether there are project charity, yeah. whether there are projects across the UK that, that colleagues could engage with and, and whether it could go beyond you know fundraising for those projects and more into the you know things i can do individually to get involved yeah. volunteering and so on yeah. um i think biff replied that, that that are 50 potentially going on across the country um i think where we can use our expertise to get involved and so i suppose we could do that Biff, on on some of the gap homes projects 
Yeah, yeah, just briefly, um, th th we're working, uh, as Robert mentioned, we've got some in Glasgow that we're developing. Um, there's quite a few big projects in Scotland. But if we had a pipeline of 50, which are now all allocated to local authorities. Um, in England, we're working really closely with Lincolnshire and Sandwell um, local authorities. And um, I expect quite soon Essex. Um, so that within each build that we do and each development, there are plenty of opportunities. And right. I, I remember really clearly when we built the pilot in Renfrewshire, um, the excitement and the engagement that we got from Juicing mm -hmm. colleagues, for example, yep. who were helping the supply of materials because, and I should have mentioned earlier, we were we were wanting to use as many Sangaban products in the houses as was humanly possible. I think we beat a record actually um, in the end. But so there's lots of opportunities uh, to be involved, and we would be delighted uh, to talk further with any colleagues who were interested. Uh, and just briefly, we also have Bernardo services right across the UK that do a lot more work than anything I've described here, which mm -hmm. is another opportunity that people might want to take up. Yep. Shinaz? Yeah, I was just going to add that there's a lot of opportunity to get involved. So we've had, um, I'm really sorry, someone's printing in the office I'm in and it's noisy, so apologies. Um, we've had um, juice and area directors, for example, come and deliver CV workshops with the young people or, uh, you know, employer panels being put together by Sangoban staff who come and join them, just helping young people understand the realities of the industry or or just just helping them on their journey, basically. So lots and lots of opportunity, um, as well as, of course, on the community projects that we carry out. Yes, indeed. And, and, and Jack, what we also have to do is I think we have to um, we have to develop our own policy around this where we will because we've talked about this in the past and we've never actually made much of it happen I don't think but we can legitimately create time for people to to become involved in things like this um, because one it's good for their own the individual's own development actually to get exposure to different things um, if we are uh, targeting it, the activities into relationships that have value as well for Sangoban, as well as the third party organisations. There's a virtuous circle going on, so that's also good. So it's it, it's about us targeting what we do, I think. And then when we know that, we can let our employees um, spend time on some of these things because people have got different skills to offer, as Shinaz uh, and Biff were highlighting, whether that's, you know, you go and talk to people about how do you become how do you how do you handle an interview or you go to help people learn how to plaster or do dry lining or you know we've got a range of skills in our organization that can be uh, that can be very valuable for people um jason smith how do we get involved well jason hopefully this isn't the first time you've heard about some of this stuff but um we can whether that's through fundraising uh, for these projects uh, that Artex can uh, can get involved with, or indeed we can look for opportunities to engage directly in uh, the community projects, whether that's Gap Homes, whether that's the Future Place Academy uh, that we just have currently down in, in Lewisham, or whether it's with Youth Builds activities um, in Thamesmead and beyond. If we've got particular skills um, and we've got employees that want to be part of that, we can make that happen. And if we can do that in your locality by extending, which is one of the things we'd like to do, extending our offer um, and, and the future place footprint, maybe even to coincide with our training academies. So Sangoban Training Academy at East League, just on your doorstep, Jason. What if that became a in part future place academy as well? That's something that we've talked about. How do we stamp that out further, extend that footprint? So that would give us plenty of opportunity then to get involved. Um, just before we go to Gareth, uh, Jason, you had your, sorry, Scott, you had your hand up. Yeah, no, I was just thinking, I was just looking at our, our recent tracker that we did with some of the activity and just to give you some of the, an idea of some of the things that we've been doing. Um, and, and probably an insight into how we think about these as well. I think you mentioned something earlier, but we do look at, what is the benefit? Is it short term benefit or is it going to deliver a long term sustained benefit, particularly when we're allocating money to it? Um, and the other important thing for us is how much of an active part could we play in it? 
So one of the things with the partnership with the youth builders is particularly good is that we have a steering group. We, we get together, we steer the project, and then we can also steer the outcomes of the project and make it mutually beneficial. Um, but I was just looking at the tracker and some of them, when, when people are talking about local things that they can get involved in, um, we, we, we've been doing mentoring circles with the Department for Work and Pensions nationally, um, where we're mentoring, where our account managers are mentoring 16 to 24 year olds who are struggling to get into work. Uh, we're doing something with, similar with the Cell Sharks Community Trust in, um, in Withenshaw, mock interviews like you were talking about in Preston. Um, and then something we've done recently, this is it's a new thing which I think anybody can get involved in. There's a it's through the careers and education service, and it's you can sign up to be an enterprise advisor, and that's going into schools and helping people at the at the point when they're going into the working world and become a mentor for those people, particularly the ones that are struggling um, to go on and find a job. So that's just that. I mean, and those those opportunities are out there, Dave. Anybody wants any further detail, please get in touch. Yeah, thanks, Scott. And talk, you know, people talk to you, talk to your business locally. This is this is the kind of stuff we we think is important for us, um, and we do want people to be involved. Marcus, um, to your question about Northern Ireland, JP Corrie is a brand which I know you know very well. That they've been terrific in their community. Um, so go and talk with uh, Kieran and others, and go and get involved in Northern Ireland. There's lots of things that we do there already that you two could uh, could help. Um, I think Jason had his hand up. Wasn't yeah, he did. I was just going to go there, but thank you for um, prompting me. Jason. Sorry, yeah. I, I just, after what Scott was saying and my, my note and your response, Richard, I, I guess it's, it's, a, it's a slight kind of movement, really, because we, we're, we're about to trial, or this year we are trialling volunteer days for colleagues in Brian, in our site. And I'm sure that we'll end up with a lot of people wanting to do some really good sustainable stuff like planting trees in the local forestry and, and, and everything else. What I'm more interested in understanding, because we've also got people talking about going into the local schools and engaging on career days, etc. But if there's stuff, you know, for example, like with Scott's team, and if there's stuff that's going on in the Nottingham area, how how do we how do we ensure that that you guys, as well as us, know that we've got an available workforce that are ready and willing to get involved in some of this stuff in the Nottingham area. But and naturally, we want to do stuff in the Nottingham area. So it's I, I don't really know how, and I'm, I, I speak for myself, but I'm sure I speak for other business units and, and other brands. It's just trying to really understand how we join all of these dots. Well. It, it, it's difficult to join all of the dots, I think, sometimes, and sometimes it emerges because you know because act, activities happen and we spot opportunities as a consequence of that. I think you could certainly have a conversation with Scott first of all to find out is Scott's team targeting business in the Nottingham Nottinghamshire area? Are they looking at certain local authorities or social housing opportunities? If they are, is there a way that artists can join in with that? as part of the solution from Sangoban maybe, and also to get involved in some of the activities that, that we may want to take to them as part of our social value offer. Um, that, that, may be, that would be one conversation I would suggest. I think if people want to go and do things for the environment, plant trees and so on, that's a great thing to do. There's no, we wouldn't want to stop that. That is still making the world a better home. What we might do is perhaps talk to Bernardo's or talk to Youth Build Maybe more Bernardo's. I'm not so sure it would be Youth Builds territory. Shanaz can 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 perhaps comment, but we could draw people in, young people into that activity alongside ourselves, who would learn from it, and who would benefit from it. So it's a way to cement that activity with the people from Bernardo's. We could also look for opportunities to extend gap homes in the Artex vicinity. Is are there local authorities that? We could you that we could work with if there were would Artex be able to support that in some way would it be able to facilitate the the gap home being built um so it's today to a degree it is about you know if you like raising awareness again and the other thing jason you know that i've wanted construction products businesses to do is to raise money for bernardo's because if we do we can fund activities 
and that's the other thing that I would I, I do want people to do um, because it's, yeah, it's, I, it's I, a I useful that. way. I get that, Richard, and I'm sure that we will. But when, you know, with the staff numbers that we have, there's probably more value in having a few people helping out with, with CV training, interview training, all of these things, and the, and the physical and the practical elements, than, than trying to get half a dozen people to, to go and, and raise a few, raise a few quid can, once in a while. Well, so I would I, say do, I'm really keen to find the balance. Do both. Okay, we had, I think, what else? Let me see. Um, so there's a bit of exchange going on. The, I think, um, Gareth, it was, uh, I'm not sure whether it's a question or whether it was a uh, just a contribution and a point of view. Just a contribution, Richard. Okay, no, that's great, thank you. So uh, I'll let people read that for themselves or is there anything you would like to add? I, I could probably shorten what, what I've written, really. I think, it, you know, building off some of the points that have already been made, I think there's huge untapped potential across all of our sort of brands and people. And we heard a great example there from, from Jason at Artex. Um, and I think um, my, my comment or contribution is that, you know, when we look at embedding this and actually leveraging more of that untapped potential, there are measures that can be put in place to actually build it into how we measure ourselves from a value creation perspective. Um, you know, it's the, the typical sort of triple bottom line approach. It's a big step, but maybe it's something that we need to start working towards to, to bring everyone on that journey. Um, and, and the second part of the observation is that it's a very fragmented world out there with lots of great players playing discrete roles. And because of our scale and our span, there's a, a really, really big opportunity to kind of join the dots for them. Um, and I think, you know, I really agree with that point that was made before about that. OK, thank you. The triple bottom line, everybody, if you've not heard that phrase before, is effectively. It's about being a sustainable business. It is a, it's people, planet, profit is in the parlance. Um, effectively, make you know, the, the idea that, again, a business addresses more than just um, perhaps its shareholder value, like it may have done at one time. Uh, and, and starts to think more broadly about what its impact is. Um, we have a new, uh, sorry, I'll tell you what, just before I go to that new uh, message, Billy, Billy, you say, do you want to say what you what you wrote there or, or would you like to add anything or would you like me to read that out? Uh, yeah, it was just really an extension really to what Biff was saying earlier. Um, in Scotland, we have a major problem with uh, addiction and substance abuse. Um, and I was wondering if there was scope to maybe somewhere expand on the work that Biff does. I mean, she probably captures some of these young people anyway and what she does, but is there something further we can do to expand and maybe pull some of these younger people out of that cycle of addiction? Because generally these people are the ones that are homeless. I, I think you're absolutely right, and I'm sure I'll let um, Biff and Shanaz comment because I reckon they're in... A lot of these people are in both camps, actually. Big, do you want to say something? Yeah, it, it, it's a significant problem. Where you find themselves alone or abandoned or disconnected in some way. Um, and I think you're, you're right, Billy. It is a, a problem. The support that we provide is tailored to individual people, and that includes dealing with addiction. Um, if we, um, we're just losing your voice a little bit. I don't know whether your headset's moving. Is this? Sorry, I forgot. Ah, this better. Bit. You're doing your best, Lieutenant Uhura. Now you've got your. Yeah. <laughs> for those of us that are old enough to get that reference, so there, here she goes. Go on, but you carry on. The Klingons on the starboard side, then. Um, yeah, it's just to say that uh, Billy's spot on. It is a significant issue dealing with addiction and substance abuse, and for particularly for young people where they do feel this real disconnect. Uh, to family, friends or the community. So um, we tailor our support to match the needs of individual young people and that includes dealing with addiction. In fact, it's quite a topical issue, um, but it's, um, it's also a wider issue, I suppose, within our communities. What we are trying to do is prevent homelessness in the first place, where I think um, people can find themselves plunged into a situation where that uh, around addiction because everything else that they, they need or believe in has been taken away from them one way or another. Um, and in the care system, crisis often leads to um, homelessness. 
So young people who are care leavers are well overrepresented amongst the homelessness population. And we've designed Gap Homes to address crisis by creating sustainable and consistent relationships, which might sound like a lot of jargon, but what I mean is that we're always there. It's not just when things are really tough. We're there when things are going really well and we're there when things are just quite dull. And that's what makes a difference because young people can come to rely on us in a way that perhaps they haven't been able to in the system before. Um, but it's a great point you make, Billy. Mm, indeed, thank you, Biff. Shanaz, did you want to add anything? Yeah, I think just to add on to what Biff said, I think it's, uh, it is it is one of the major issues we face, you know, with young people, because I think what's important is to understand the cause, like why why are they going down that route? You know, what what are they trying to run away from? Or what comfort are they looking for? And and that's that's why we design our programs to really get to know, you know, really get to know the young people and all the barriers they face. So around the sub, you know, substance is one of the major challenges we come across and working with young people to overcome that so that they can get jobs in the industry, an industry which is really, you know, it's really important that they're not on substance in the industry, as we know. But it is, you know, our programs are designed to do that and they manage to do that you know, whether, you know, it might take longer for some young people or not. So I think for us in terms of, uh, you know, it's, it's working with Sangoban to identify where the priority areas are in order, you know, for to do this work. Um, but between Bernardo's and ourselves, we can most certainly, certainly help young people in that situation. Yes, indeed. Um, now, Alex has had his hand up for a little while. Alex Baines, do you want to just make a contribution? Yeah, it's sort of building, I think, upon what um, Gareth has said. But we, we can make, as Sangaban, we can make some significant impacts and join a lot of dots. But but then there's the, the part that Biff has just, just commented on as well, the aspect of always being there. We have that ability in the marketplace of, of where we are to continue or to continue those links that, that starts with the, the new entrance to the market that come through Youth Build and from the work that that Bernardas are doing, because we know in the in the marketplace that there are those there are contractors that struggle to stay within because of certain challenges, and there are work shortages because of other aspects of of challenge. And I think there's an element there that we can start to join those dots to to show that Sangamar can also be that aspect of always there and continuing forward. We know as a company we are always there, but do we actually get the social impact? out to our customers and to everyone else of always being there. And I think there's another element that we can bring in as well, which is because of what we do and where we are, we do feed in to regulatory aspects as well. And we see the impacts of that, but we don't necessarily, um, from the regulatory side, this is not we as in Sangabao, but but we as a society, take learnings from one area into another where those impacts cross over building regulations and actually the learnings from certain aspects that are going on within these organisations, it's not just their purpose to bring it forward, it can be ours as well to bring those forward and promote them as well. And what, what could we do about that and expanding our thought processes around that side? Indeed, I think that the where we are, where we're using advocacy, um, that clearly that has uh, we we have interest in um, things being shaped in a certain direction, uh, because if we create the conditions that would be that give us at least opportunity, then our challenge is to make the most of that opportunity, isn't it? And if we can do that in a way that the way and the way into that advocacy is less, you know, is less about the uh, the technical conversation, but is more about the outcome be that a social outcome, be that a climate outcome and so on, that is actually perhaps the better way for us to shape it. And we do have the capacity to step into that then and 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 and, and bring some of that to life. That is, we, we, we need to be careful that we don't go everywhere. We need to be targeted around our areas of expertise and our areas of interest. And when we know what those are, we can push on into uh, those areas and hopefully with partners. That's why I'm that's why in the, I've been keen on us trying to focus into certain key relationships that work for us as well as for the likes of Youth Build and Bernardo's. Now, a different point of view, which Jade is expressing, is about local grassroots football teams and so on. 
and those applying for Sangoban sponsorship. Now, that's that may well be something we also want to embrace. We do a little bit of that already. I know we do, but maybe we want to be a bit more local, as Mark also expressed as well. Jade, is there anything you want to add on your uh, around what you've already said? Um, no, not really. Um, it was just more of a fact of our work for Sangaban overall is a, is a transport compliance specialist and not not just for one brand. So I was just wondering where we actually look to them people for local sponsorships for our our own children, really. Mm, yeah, it's a good question. There's, and the answer is it's not obvious the route at the moment, I don't think. I think you would probably find some money out of your own budget or, you know, that's the kind of way that people make it happen. But maybe we need to be um, uh, to be better at that. The, what, the, the danger is not to create some kind of huge mechanism that you have to apply into. There's something about being able to make decisions for yourself as well, uh, particularly at a local level. Um, and that, that may be a better way forward for us. Um, if I asked you to just come back to Mark Thompson's uh, question in a second. If I asked you to, hopefully we all know how to use, use Teams. The, the idea of Sangoban working with the likes of Bernardo's, the likes of Youthfield and targeting our activities into areas that have real impact, are relevant to our purpose, are relevant to our areas of expertise. Is that something that you think is a good thing that you support? If you do, can you do a thumbs up? If you don't, I don't know if there's a thumbs down or something, but it'd be just be interesting to get use that as a kind of a straw poll, if you will, and how people feel about this. So, you know, do your thumbs up or thumbs down, depending on how you feel about it. I don't know many, how many of those I can see, but I think there's one or two coming through. There's either a grit, <laughs> either people don't want to tell me what they think or um, uh, perhaps the, the or the live chats not having not having the impact I hoped it would. So, ladies and gentlemen, is it indifference or do I or do, or you don't know how to use Teams or or what? I didn't see many thumbs up or thumbs down for that matter. Richard, could I suggest putting a um, comment in the chat and people you can see the number of people that would tag it as a thumbs up or a different yeah. item? Yeah. Oh, can you do that? Well done, Alex. And Richard, would you mind just repeating the question? The question was, Fintus, is it, do we feel, do you support the approach that Sangoban should use its expertise to partner with organisations such as Bernardo's, such as um, YouthBuild, so that we can make an impact that has social value, that does have value for us and builds on our expertise? Do we feel that that's appropriate or do we feel it's legitimate to simply be engaged with our communities and supporting them in all kinds of activities, whether that's a football team, whether that's a you know a local hospice or whatever it might be, that's less targeted, but nevertheless still valuable. My vote is the former to be more targeted, but that's just my view. And that's what I was trying to get a sense of, Fintan, whether people supported one or the other. There's more thumbs up now, okay. That's great. I think if if I think if I was Boris Johnson and that was a, 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 a vote of confidence, I might be feeling more comfortable than I do at the moment. That, that's um, that's very good. Um, now, let me just go back to. The question that was raised, thank you, everyone. Um, We had a comment from Mark Thompson. So, Mark, do you want to just say what you were thinking about? Yeah, sure, sure Richard. Um, sorry, my my internet's not been good today. So, um, the Lighthouse Construction uh, Charity or the Lighthouse Club Construction Charity is um, it's not well known within our industry. I don't think it's well known within Sangaban. Although there's a lot of Sam Sangaban cost. Uh, companies that do take tables at dinners or attend golf days or but I don't think it gets all the way down to our, our teams to all the staff because I don't think um, the construction industry charity itself um, do enough to try and get it out there but they do a lot of good work um, 
currently there, there's obviously a big push about help inside the hard hat. Um, it's, it's a scary statistic that um, two people within the construction industry every single day take their own lives. Mental health is uh, obviously a massive issue for, for a lot of people um, just now and obviously during the kind of pandemic. And I just think it would be it'd be good if Sangabank could use its reach in order to make more people aware of what they do um, and the support that is available. It's, it's even things like the helplines. And I know Sangaban, we have our own helpline, but some people within the organisation might feel that they won't, won't use their own helpline because they feel as though someone might know about it, someone might get to hear it, although we tell everybody that it is anonymous and, and there's nothing reported back. But um, the the Lighthouse Charity do a helpline that can help people. And and I just think if we, if we could support that, it's not a massive financial commitment. It's more about the raising awareness within all our group companies and within our brands because the reach that we've got from and that's staff, customers, families. Yeah, it's, it's a very good point. Um, in some ways, I, I've thought for a long time that um, the work that we do internally around well-being, um, we can, I think we could extend to our customer base. And I, I've kind of, I have said, and I think, I don't know whether people think I'm joking, but particularly with the likes of Juicen's customers, Gibbs and Dandy's customers, people like that. A lot of them are, you know, single person or one or two people. Um, and if they fall over health wise, then we've lost a customer for a while as well. And how do we engage with them? How do we, you know, how many, why don't we, why do we, have, we have a morning where we take your blood pressure and then we explain to you if it's high and how, what you might do about that. Similarly, how do we promote contacts to mental health support? Because if they are, as you say, Mark, if it's very prevalent in the construction industry, as it is, particularly with men, um, how can we promote things that they may see in our branches and then choose to use um, in a way that is helpful to them? And it's not some huge thing that you've got that everybody sees you uh, publicly taking advantage of, but it's there while you're shopping with those, you could just see that resource and, and take advantage of it. So. There are ways in which we could do things like that that people might find uh, helpful to them, I think. Um, Mark, last last contribution that we're going to need to wrap up. Sure, I'll be quick because I've got a one talk anyway. Um, vested interest there. We we support Band of Builders, which um, uh, has a similar um, support primarily for customers for mental health. Um, so that there are those subtle touch points and um, so Band of Builders, if I'm very quick, is a sort of DIY SOS for the construction trades. They will go around and they will um, build uh, and restructure um, people's accommodation to allow them to, to live there following diagnoses or, or particular incidents and issues. Um, and we, we hosted the largest number of big brew days, which was effectively a Macmillan coffee morning, um, but again, for construction industry. Um, within the juice and branches and in fact yours truly ended up on a number of BBC radio interviews supporting that so not not Lighthouse specifically but absolutely that that same idea uh, we just happened to do it with with Band of Builders. Yeah and it's a great thing to do Mark. I would just if I just try and wrap up in the last 60 seconds then well first of all thank you for um, Biff and Shinaz uh, coming along as our guests and, and, and really articulating to everyone the great work that goes on in Bernardo's and in Youth Build and how we're very proud to support that. For Scott as well for the work that he's doing in uh, the public sector area and how he's uh, addressing uh, the social value agenda and redefining what Sangoban can offer uh, within that sector. And the three people and three organisations do come together and are helping each other uh, to succeed. Um, I think from what I understand from the feedback, you most people seem to be uh, endorsing that as a way forward, that we look to focusing to key partnerships that will endure over time, that will be relevant to our purpose, our strategy, and also will be um, helping uh, third parties like Bernardo's, like Youth Build, to have real lasting impact. So I think that, I've got, that there's an endorsement of that. Um, there's something about how we make sure that people can connect, 
There's something about more formally giving our employees the opportunity to do that and use their expertise in, in various ways. And then there's something that we also need to think about, which is, and how do we create room for the, some local activity that is really meaningful for people, I think. Uh, and that's the, the other uh, element that we need to consider, I think. I hope my summary is a fair representation of what you've been thinking and what you've been saying. Um, again, thank you for your time, especially to our guests. It's been a great discussion and we may well have another one like this because I think it's also really always very valuable to hear what people feel about this particular subject. OK, thanks a lot, everyone. See you soon.